language revival organisation Naywara Aboriginal Corporation has launched a crowdfunding campaign to buy back land on Anawan country. Much of Anawan country is currently privately owned and traditional owners often come up against red tape when trying to access their country. The group is looking to raise between $350,000 and $450,000 to purchase around 100 acres of bushland in the northern tablelands of New South Wales. Dave Witters is leading the campaign and he joins me now. Dave, welcome to Speaking Out. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Very good to be here. Now, tell us about this land that you're seeking to buy back. Where is it and what is its cultural significance? Yeah, at the moment, and it's, it's a question often asked about, you know, what block of land are we going to buy? The market's really up and down, like land comes and goes. And the bottom line is if we don't have the money, we can't purchase the land. So this is a drive for the, the raising of the funds. But we've we've looked at a few blocks around the Armadale area. It's where Anawan country sort of sits on. And we want to capture the Anawan essence of like up here on Anawan country. We, there's a lot of granite country. We've got beautiful gorges up here, a lot of creeks and little brooks and, and small rivers and just granite all over the joint. So we want to really try to buy a plot of land that really captures our identity within our country. And we've been looking at a few plots around like the Armadale region that have that. We've had a farmer that sort of has offered us a block of land that we can go to and have access to, but it's really built for cattle and sheep. It's flat. There's no trees. You know, it doesn't really capture what we're after. So we're still on the lookout. Well, it's interesting to me because I have been up that way and, of course, the country there is beautiful, but I think what's also striking is that there's been quite a lot of cultural and historical revival led by the Anawan community there. I'm thinking about your language program, your sort of recent mapping of massacre sites. So is this campaign to uh, get land back really part of a broader cultural revival or cultural engagement of Anawan people? Absolutely, and, and the foundation of that has actually come from like our language. Like here, our mob here on the New England Rangers, when we were hit in the 1830s, like language was sort of pushed aside and driven away due to that massacre period, but also during the Aboriginal Protection Act period where we weren't allowed to be Aboriginal, we weren't allowed to speak our language. So for our mob up here, we've only sort of rediscovered about 480 words to date, so we're quite early in the stage of reviving our language. But the more we found out, the more it connected us to our country. And when we started back in 2016, it was just, you know, revive our language, but it just became so much more important. That connects us to our identity, the connection to land, but languages are really, for what I find, the foundation of our culture and it connects us to our country. So that conversation was maintained for many years. You know, we should buy a block of land that we can go out and teach our language, you know, and teach our culture and pass that knowledge on to our kids. But we've had to go through red tape and bureaucracy and, you know, asking non-Aboriginal Australia, say, can we have permission to go on to our own country? So the drives really come from the revival of our language. And what comes from that is just, you know, the knowledge, our stories, music and dance and so many other things. So it's really exciting at the moment where we are with our animal culture and the revival of it. I was going to ask you about where the idea for the campaign came from because, of course, a lot of traditional owners around the country have the same issue of being blocked from getting onto their country for a range of reasons that you just described has been your experience. But this idea of crowdfunding to actually try and buy back the land so the community has control over it and has access is something that I don't think a lot of people have seen before. So where did the idea actually come from? Who sat down and said, let's crowdfund for this? 
again, it was through our Nay Warrior language group. We, we sort of said, right, let, let's and see how we can you know do this. And and Callum Clayton Dixon has been a really main driver of the language and the revival of stuff back up here. And just through his, I think, knowledge and intelligence that really sparked the conversation to get that moving. And he's done a lot of research going into it. He's looked into the First Nation mobs in Canada, America, New Zealand, and also a few Aboriginal groups in Australia that have tried this also. So he's gone in, he's done the research behind it, and it's really paid off. Like the professionalism our group has done, how we market it, we've done videos and interviews and stuff on it. We've raised 311000 just over a three-week period. So it's there's always been a lot of talk around doing it. But we're tired of the talk. We just want to do the action to it. And it's really paying dividends for us. I was going to ask you what the response has been like, but I guess that's given us a bit of a hint there. Oh, and the, the money's coming in like from you know, locally here in our region. It's coming from a statewide perspective nationally. But we've also seen people donating with the pound sign on it. So we know it's coming from over in Europe somewhere. Oh, isn't so that wonderful? coming from has- all over. It's- has that Magic, surprised yeah. you? Has that surprised you how widespread the interest has been in the it, campaign? It really did, you know, to be honest, because you always sort of, when Aboriginal people want to do something, it's always sort of looked down upon or frowned upon. And But it's been overwhelming and uplifting, the amount of support from non-Aboriginal people in particular that have really gotten behind the cause. And we didn't expect this amount to be raised in such a short time. But again, Callum's research told us that most of the groups that have done this in the past the bulk of the money will come in that first 20 days and it's come flying fast. Australia Day, Survival Day, whatever you want to call it, was a day that brought in probably 70 to 80 grand just in the one day and that really surprised me because that day, sadly, I think divides us as a nation. There's a lot of, I think, hate and division on both sides of the fence on that day but it was really, I know, a proud moment to see that so many non-Aboriginal people were supporting the cause. Yeah, it's a wonderful reflection, Dave, you've just given us because, of course, as you say, it is a very divisive day and people often wonder here. A lot of non-Indigenous people say, well, what can I do? And I guess you're offering people a very practical way to contribute to what's been a community-led cultural revival. And listening to you speak, I think it's really inspiring that there's obviously very strong cultural leadership there and you're kind of utilising the knowledge of the younger people in the community to support what the cultural leadership and the elders are wanting to do. It's a wonderful mix. I'm sure it's inspiring a lot of people who are listening, a lot of mob and thinking, oh, that's something we might try. What would your advice be for people who wanted to go down this path in their own community? I'd say give it a crack. Like, you know, we talked about it again, as I say, but and I've seen a lot of mob doing a lot of talking, but it's putting the talk into action. And our aim was also, yeah, hopefully we might inspire other Aboriginal nations to step up and say, well, we have a right to take our kids on our country and teach them our culture, but we don't own hardly any of our land. And, and that's been a real driving force beyond it because for our mob up here on the New England Ranges, it's fantastic cattle country, it's sheep country, like it's some of the prime agricultural country in Australia. But when I drive around with my kids, I'm looking at all these farmers who are wreaking the wealth of all that agricultural industry. A lot of our mob are sitting back getting no wealth from that. And if you know the Australian's history, a lot of agricultural industry was built on the back of a free Aboriginal labourer under the old mission days and protection days, and we don't see that wealth. So it's been frustrating for me as a dad to say, well, why do I have to ask a white fella 
to take my kids on my country and teach them the language and the dances and the songs and the stories of our land. I think a lot of Aboriginal people are asking that same question. So I'd say, I'd encourage you, get out and have a crack at it. Get yourself a good team with the right values and the right passion and it can happen. We're just overwhelmed with the support we've gotten up here. Well, it is inspiring stuff. If people want to find out more and support the campaign, can you send us some material and they can come to the Speaking Out website and get connected with what you're doing and follow along? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then one other good link to go to is, is our Naywara Facebook page, and that'll give you all the links of information and videos and stories. And, and Naywara is spelled N-E-W-A-R-R-A, Aboriginal Corporation, and you'll find a whole host of stories and links there that you can connect it to. Well, it is inspiring stuff. Dave Witters, thank you so much for taking the time to drop by speaking out and tell us about this very exciting campaign. Yeah, and if I can just say one more thing, Larissa, I think with this journey that we're on, we've also got some non-Aboriginal people who've been on the side as volunteers helping us out. And if, again, you know our history, whenever we've fought for the human rights of the social justice and things like that, we've always had whitefellas on that journey with us. So here locally, it's been really good to see that we've had that support from local people who've been contributing to the cause also, not just financially, but, you know, in, in kind. And, yeah, this is just so inspiring and uplifting and, and, and empowering for a lot of people up our way. Well, we love those stories of local reconciliation in action, so thanks for sharing that with us too. No worries. Thank you and thank you for your time. Thank you. Dave Witters is an Anawan man and Naywara board member who's leading a campaign to buy back traditional land on the northern tablelands of New South Wales.